just going to offer a few more words on the topic of Upeka. So we've been covering all of the Brahmaviharas, but uh, emphasizing one each day. And on this last day of the retreat, we have the focus on the quality of Upeka. And uh, as we've said before, the English translation is usually equanimity. Sometimes it's translated as equipoise. It's an interesting word. They're both interesting words because they're not words we use very often in our everyday language. And I think uh, the word equanimity can be mis misunderstood or mistaken. We can mis mistake the meaning of upeka with that word equanimity for being something that's that's always kind of flat and even. There was a question uh, last night about the how the, the correlation of of upeka and neutral feeling. I had mentioned before how ignorance can hide beneath neutral feeling, and so the the uh, near enemy to equanimity is to upeka is ignorance. So we can sometimes uh, fool ourselves, you know, that, oh, I'm just practicing equanimity, whereas actually we're, we're ignoring what's going on. So it's uh, upeka is very different to ignoring. Upeka is a, is a profound quality of clarity, letting go, evenness, and it has this aspect of uh, like a, a, grand, a grandparent's love. It's like a love that's that's seen it all, been there, done that, lived to tell the tale, is no longer excited by it all, is no longer afraid, is no longer worrying, is just like, uh-huh, and life goes on. It has that quality. Upeka is that which is is knowing all feelings, the most extreme pleasure, the most extreme pain, the most uh, uninteresting, neutral feeling, tone. Upeka knows all of those and is just understanding them as they are. So it's, it's not uh, thrown around by the conditions that we experience. And uh, an important aspect of Upeka is, is understanding impermanence. So when we understand that uh, everything that arises is there for a while and then passes away, as we, as we know that more and more deeply, then upeka naturally arises. And when we're still excited about the nice bits or the beautiful things and we're horrified by the, the painful or the ugly and we're ignoring the neutral, then <coughs> upeka is, is far away. Then we're still, uh, we're like a hamster on the wheel, you know, running after the nice bits, trying to run away from the unpleasant bits, running towards the beautiful, running away from the ugly. You know, that running never stops. Upeka is sitting back and looking at that hamster wheel and, and not getting on it. It's just knowing. And one of the qualities of Upeka, so I mentioned it, it can be translated as like a bird's eye view, you know, seeing with perspective. Ways that we can reflect in that way can be in terms of time. So if you think about the, say there's something going on for me now and I'm, I've got this really bad pain in my hip and then I'm focused on that and I'm worrying about it and I'm, you know, it's, it creates a whole 
a whole scenario that pulls my attention into this what's going to happen and, and then I'm going to be disabled and I won't be able to live in a local Vahara. You know, if there's no mindfulness, then the mind can get pulled into the sort of a whirlpool in that way. Or there can be a, this sense of like, oh, there's a pain in my hip. It's, it's dukkha, you know, it's, it's unpleasant, I don't like it. And it feels like this. And uh, maybe two hours ago there wasn't a pain in my hip. And uh, maybe when I get up and start moving around, there, it'll be gone. You know, Or even if it doesn't go away, it, the feeling changes. So that's like a little bit of time. That's, that's moving from like, ah, worrying in the present to... A little bit of time and then you can think of like through the whole of this lifetime and then through an era and through like human beings being on the planet and then the planet itself and as you start going into stretching out the time span the perception of you know taking in a bigger picture then this little pain in my hip is so insignificant it barely even registers so upeka has that view of just like you know the big the big picture. Or uh, then again, you look at it in terms of, you know, what's going on on the planet, all over this planet Earth. All sorts of things. Like I mentioned, you know, with Mudita, there are beautiful acts of kindness going on right now all over the world. I just saw one actually on the screen there. There are beautiful acts of kindness going on all over the world right now. There are acts of generosity happening all over the world right now. You know, there are loving acts, there are, there's patience, there's nobility, there's courage. All of these things are happening right now in the world. And there are also acts of harm. There are also acts of war. There are also acts of greed. <coughs> there are also um, mean acts, you know, mean acts happening right now all over the world. And And, you know, if we only focus on one, if we only focus on the mean difficult things, then we're going to get miserable and depressed. If we only focus on the beautiful, then we get very uplifted, but we also don't see the whole picture. So it gets a little Pollyanna if we don't see the whole picture, even though it's important to see those good things and to appreciate and to be part of the manifestation of those good things. And then Upeka knows, like, oh yeah, there's the beautiful and the ugly, the noble and the ignoble, the the sacred and the profane, there's birth and there's death, there's health and there's sickness, there's youth and there's aging, there's day and there's night, there's uh, spring and there's fall. This is the way of things. This is how it is. This is how it's meant to be. Even. This, is, this is the nature of the world. So Upeka sees all of that. It can take in the whole picture. And it's, it's a profound form of love that can do that, that isn't uh, trying to manipulate for things to be a certain way or trying to get rid of, of you know, push away the, the, uh, the difficult and the unbeautiful because it's, it destroys my peace of mind, you know, but it's like, oh yeah, all of it. And we can still, obviously it's important to cultivate attention on what is uplifting and beautiful and noble. But it's not uh, that we deny the whole picture. 
And uh, so then we meet the difficult with compassion, not with aversion. And that supports so all of the all of the Brahma Viharas can support each other. And metta has this this uh, quality of just being a, a, like a radiant. It's like a, it's a, that image that we've mentioned a few times: the sun at midday, this radiant light, uh, warmth that's um, shining on all things equally. It's not it's not choosing. And upeka is similar, but it's uh, a reflective. It's not that warm radiance, but it's more like a reflective, quiet, subtle radiance that also illuminates all things without discrimination. And uh, also on a on a kind of practical level in our daily lives, you know, we experience the the worldly winds. We experience. Uh, you know, praise, and then we and we experience blame, and we experience success, and we experience failure, we experience gain, we experience loss. They go together. We experience uh, pleasure, we experience pain. You can't really have one without the other. They're all part of being alive. But we want to have the nice bits. We want to have the success without the failure, the gain without the loss, the pleasure without the pain. You know, we want we want it like that, and that's wanting things to be other than how they are. So, in wanting that, we set ourselves up for suffering, for disappointment, for sorrow. And Upeka is that uh, great heart and great mind that can embrace the whole of this as it is. That knows that when I gain something, I can enjoy it. I can really be glad of the of the of the gain and I know that it's going to change I know that it's going to change and I'm going to have to let it go at some point so it's not that we uh, so it's not that we don't allow ourselves to feel anything out of fear of having to lose what we love that's not upeka but it's it's uh, it's like you know that with the with the ocean the tide will come in and it'll go out. And it'll come in, and it'll go out. And that's the nature of the ocean that's uh, influenced by the moon. And uh, if we want the tide always to be out because we like to, you know, walk on a big beach, then we're going to be disappointed. And we want, if we want it always to be in, so we can, you know, easily get in the water and swim, then sometimes we're going to have to walk a long way on the mud, depending on the beach. So you know, it's just it's, that's how it goes. So it's accepting and uh, understanding the constant uh, changing nature of things, and that life has a mix of pleasant and unpleasant. If, you know, we have times of gaining, we have times of losing. We can't avoid that. We all do things well. We'll mess up that's how it goes and if we can uh, embrace those things and uh, learn from them and understand them and and hold them lightly then we, we develop that quality of upeka so this works in uh, the kind of 
bigger, more practical things in life, you know, the daily experience of living, and also more subtly in our meditation practice. So in the meditation practice, you know, it might be that we uh, struggle to get a little bit of peace, and then, oh, we get a little bit of peace, and we get a little bit of joy, and we get a little bit of... uh, Mm, you know, it's, it feels really beautiful, and the mind starts to open and expand, and it's wonderful. And we just want to hold on to that, and uh, and maybe we can stay in that place for a while. And then at some point, we're going to have to get up and move. You know, we maybe maybe it's the bell rings, it's time to move on, or maybe we need to you know use have a bathroom break, or or something happens, and we move out of that meditation and back into our more ordinary um, moving around and we lose that open, beautiful state. And then we next time we sit down, oh, I want that back, you know. I want to get that back. And maybe the wanting in itself will get in the way because we, we're, we're grasping after pleasant experience. So uh, the upeka is... It's like as we as we move into those places of uh, where the mind opens, experiences joy, well-being, happiness, peace. Then the upeka is that which is which will which is okay to let go of the the the, the happiness, the the loveliness. It lets go of any attachment to that and and settles into a deeper peace within the meditation so it's like each aspect of the meditation is you know, if, if we can once we open up into that more uh, expansive mind which we can which we can get to through metta and also through um, mindfulness of breathing and there may be other sound of silence also works for me you know once we get into that state to not grasp at the pleasant, to receive the pleasant, to enjoy the pleasant, to appreciate the pleasant, and then just to, to keep letting go. So as the letting go leads to greater equanimity, which leads to a, a more subtle and beautiful sense of well-being. And also upeka, it does have this quality of um, it's sort of it's, it has a it, it's love, but it also has wisdom. It's love and wisdom. So it it leans towards understanding the true nature of things. It leans towards anatta, actually not self. So it's it's got this this loving quality, like a grandmother's love, and it also has this letting go quality. And, uh, you know, if you're struggling in your meditation, not not experiencing those open, beautiful states, then upeka is also helpful. It's upeka is what knows, like, okay, right now it's the conditions aren't coming together, but I'm not going to throw away my practice and just become a hedonist because I'm not getting the, the um, open states that I'd like to get right now. So upeka's got that sense of, patience, long-term vision, 
steadiness, openness. And you recognize, like, right now it's like this. There are certain causes and conditions that mean that right now it's like this. And like this will change, how it is right now will change. So we cultivate the wholesome. We cultivate the causes and conditions for clarity to arise. And, uh, and then we let go. You know, we can't force things. We can't force the mind to be the way we want it to be. We can't force it to experience the states that we, we remember, that we've maybe experienced before but we can put in place the causes and conditions for wholesome states to arise. And then as those wholesome states arise, we know them, we receive them, we appreciate them and let them go. And when I say letting go, that's not getting rid of, but that's just, we hold, it's like having one's palm open, the palm up and open. <laughs> We're not grasping and we're not throwing away, but we're just holding it lightly. So that's uh, a way of upeka. And also upeka can sometimes be described as a, a having the quality of a rock. You know, it's not it's not moved around, but it's not blown around by those worldly winds that I mentioned earlier. It's stable. The winds can blow as hard as they like, and the rock is just stable there. This is a very beautiful quality to develop in our life and uh, daily life and in our meditation practice. <laughs>